very, very excited that we get to speak to Dr. Tim Tucker soon. He will be coming live with me in the next two minutes. So just an introduction uh, in Grab a Tal. Uh, Message South Africa CEO Tim Tucker issues a clarion call to every leader who wants to make a mark for God. It's a counter-cultural, uh, it's often costly, and it's the way of Christ. It's the biblical yet highly practical book. Tim Tucker shows how Christ-centered servant leadership has helped the message become one of the fastest growing mission movements of the 21st century. Forged uh, in the crucible of frontline mission to gang members and prisoners, Grabital shows not only that it can work, but that it does. And whatever our leadership context in Jesus, we have the perfect model to emulate. It's time to grab a towel and join him. That's Jesus, that is. And it's my greatest privilege to introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Tim Tucker. Hello, Tim. How are you? Hi, Sean. I'm good, thanks. Um, uh, that was quite an introduction. Yeah, that was quite an introduction. Eh? That, is, that is customary in, in, in Cape Town or in South Africa that, that we introduce such a great person as yourself in that manner. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what, Sean? I, I think this is a, this is a dream come true. Oh, wow. On your show on CCFM, we, we wondered whether that would ever happen. <laughs> uh, but, now, but now you're back. You are, uh, so, yeah. so it's amazing to be able to join you. Oh, man, that's so, so kind of you. Thank you so much, Tim. Listen, it's the greatest honor, really. You are such a good friend and uh, such a great leader. And when I thought, you know, when we speak about leadership, the perfect person for that would just be you. And I say that with the greatest admiration for you as a friend and as a leader. Um, do you, firstly, let's get the preliminaries out of the way. Is there anybody mm. that you would like to say hello to uh, before we get stuck in? <laughs> well, you see, my, my family never listens to me when I'm on the radio. Well, actually, that's not quite true. But, but let me, you, you, played, you played Chrissy T earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yes, I definitely want to uh, say hi to my wife and oh. um, the, the family. But, yeah, also the message family uh, across the city and, yeah. Everyone who knows me, Sean. Oh, brilliant! And that—that's almost—that's almost all of South Africa. I'm only kidding. <laughs> but really, yeah. So so excited them to get stuck into tonight's um, topic. You know, I think this is so relevant for the season. Now, um, I'm sure that you get asked this a lot. You know, there's so many books on leadership out there. Uh, why did you feel led to write another one, especially around leadership? Yeah. Yeah, it is a great question. And yeah, when I, when the shelves are packed with um, leadership books. And there's so many leadership conferences, and there's obviously a lot of great stuff out there. Um, yeah, wh- why why do that? It seems a bit crazy. I guess the simple answer is two things. Uh, firstly, um, in spite of you know so much focus on leadership, uh, we can still, if we have an honest look at the leadership around us, yeah. um, it seems to be falling well short of the mark. Wow. You know, it's hard to look around and actually see um, see great leadership. But but my second kind of answer to that question, uh, I'll go a bit deeper into this just now, but it actually it's not really a book about leadership. Uh, Grabatau, we, we, it's actually three years ago we published Grabatau. Yeah, wow. Um, but, but it's actually a, a book about Jesus. That's what the book is about, you know, and it, maybe it sounds a bit super spiritual uh, to say that, but <laughs> it's not really meant to be a, a leadership manifesto, so yeah. to speak. It's actually examining how Jesus influenced, how Jesus led, uh, and how we can emulate him. Um, and so that's for all Christians, it's, you know, for all people that want to emulate Christ, um, which is why we didn't put leadership in the title of the book. We wanted something that kind of was more accessible um, and, and, and to start something of a movement, really, the kind of the grab a towel uh, example of Christ, of, of uh, kneeling at his disciples' feet and washing their feet. And, and then he said, I've set you an example that you should follow me. And so, and so that's 
is all about. Um, but within that, there are, you know, clearly uh, some some objectives yeah. when, you, when you write a book. And I think one of the objectives is, is to kind of present a bit of a critique to say, yes, you know, there's there's so much leadership theory and so much focus on leadership. Yeah. Um, but, but we're falling short of the mark. Um, so having a biblical-centered uh, critique of, of the prevalent leadership theory that's out there and saying, actually, uh, does the way of Christ, is the way of Christ somehow different? Um, and, and how can we put the, fo- uh, the spotlight um, back, on, back, on, back on Christ? Um, I think Grab a Towel as well was deliberately written out of, out of the context of, of the ministry that I lead, the Message Trust, and, and tried to say, you know, this is lessons we're learning yeah. um, as part of the Message Trust. When we started Message Trust South Africa seven years ago, uh, myself and Mark Schlesinger, yeah. who, who started it, we said, you know, we need to have a leadership philosophy um, that, that is biblically based. And so Grab a Tower grew out of really four years of us like grappling with what it means to lead an organization in a Christ-centered way. And obviously, when you, when, you, when you ask that question, you come up with some very interesting conclusions. Yeah. That actually, you know, leadership according to Christ is bottom-up. It's not top-down. It's, oh, wow. it's inclusive. It's not exclusive. It's all about servant-heartedness, which is what, we, which is what we've seen. And, and, then, and, then, and then, you know, uh, we want to catalyze others to think seriously and deeply um, about their role. As, as leaders and their role as followers. Yeah. Um, and, to, and to say, are we really genuinely following the example of Christ? And are we making a stand in society as Christ-centered servant leaders yeah. that causes other people to stand up and, and take notice, not of us, but of Jesus uh, and what he's doing through his people in the world. So yeah, that, that's really, I guess, some of the thinking that led to putting words into page, but but also to everything we've done since then, the, the interaction guides, the discussion groups, teaching series, video series, um, is to create this conversation um, around what it means to be Christ-centered servant leaders. Oh wow, that's absolutely amazing, Tim. And I've, I've had the great, I've had, a, I've had the privilege of reading the book and going through the manual, going through some of the questions in the interaction guide. And, and one of the topics I loved, and I, I literally loved every single topic, you know. But but put people first was something that that really stood out for me. Could you share a bit more about this? Elaborate what that actually means, you know, to put people first. Yeah, I mean, it can sound a bit like a bit of a catchphrase, can't it? Yeah, you know, we want to put people first. Uh, but it has to have have depth. Um, and I've listened to your shows the last few weeks. You've you've been looking at subjects of character, yeah. and, and and things like that are obviously critical. And and in the book, we we talk about some of those things. But the but really the hub of, of uh, the kind of the the critical part of Christ-centered servant leadership um, is that leadership is not about me. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's about others. It's about those um, um, that we're serving. And so putting people first is, is, is something that those of us who have leadership position, either by title or by influence, um, always remember. It's not about me. <laughs> it's yeah. about others. You yeah, know, uh, we actually cool. heard someone talk this morning at our, at our staff devotions, and he said, you know, our job is to lead ourselves yeah. and to serve others. Oh, and I cool. thought that was a great way um, of, dis- of describing it. And uh, um, Robert Greenleaf in the 1970s, said, you know, um, the two kinds of leaders, there are, there are, there are, there are, there are leaders who say, I lead, um, uh, I, I'm a leader, therefore I lead. Um, but there, and there are those who say, I'm a leader, therefore I serve. Yeah. Um, and so there's the focus of our serving. Our serving needs to be on others, on laying down our own rights, laying down our own sense of 
of of power that might come through leadership position, even things like, you know, our, our titles, laying down our accomplishments and saying all of those things only really matter in as much as we help other people fulfill their potential in life. Um, and that's what we want to do in serving. Obviously, through serving people, we help them into, into a relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. Through, serve, through a focus on others, uh, we, we provide a platform for, for other people to flourish uh, in their relationships, in their churches, in their workplace. Yeah. Um, through, through laying down our rights, we, we are able to, to uh, provide an environment for, of, of trust. Um, where people can really um, um, grow in themselves and grow in Christ. So, so that's why we say put people first. It's just, it's, you know, it, it's something of a, it is something of a mantra, it's something yeah, of a reminder yeah. uh, to say that Jesus said, I came not to be served, but to serve and to lay my life down as a ransom for others. And so as Christian leaders, as people who want to grow and influence in influence in, in whatever we're doing, uh, it, it's saying, you know, we have come, we are here to serve, to follow the master. And that means laying down our lives yeah. uh, for others. That's I good. think that kind of defines what, what putting people first is all about. Oh, man, I think that is so, so amazing. One, one of the things I did, you know, uh, was one of the quotes by, by John Wooden, uh, and that was just under, under the title, you know, of the chapter. Uh, it said, it's amazing how much can be accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit. I thought that was so, yeah. that was so amazing. But, but then something, you know, uh, that, that I went through the manual again uh, in preparation for the show and, and something that, that stood out for me. You said that to maintain unity in diversity, uh, we need to put people first. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was such a great statement. Uh, what brought that about them? I think well, it comes about from from experience. I guess I, I said that we've, you know, the, this material has been written out of the context, yeah. and I've just had the incredible privilege of having, you know, a di- diverse relationships. Yeah. Um, and the only the only way we can we can foster unity in diversity is to follow the biblical command that we consider others better than ourselves. Oh, that's good. Um, and again, how countercultural is that? Yeah, you know, yeah. And how difficult that is. It sounds again, oh, it sounds easy to talk about it here, but how difficult that is. Yeah. So to, so to, to get into a diverse context, you know, what everything, you know, that, that, that causes, you know, cultural conflict is when we think that we are better than others, Whoa. you know, my my culture, my people, my way of doing things, yeah. uh, my my background, all of those things have given me a certain position of superiority um, over, over others, and that's the and that's the I believe the kind of antithesis of Christ's example, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Christ to Himself, you know, with His own followers and disciples, kind of a rag tag bunch of of people from themselves from diverse backgrounds, and and so He was. He fostered uh, unity by by not exerting authority, wow. uh, but by love yeah, and demonstrating yeah. love. And said, "I have called you friends." Wow. Um, and and so that has to be a foundation uh, for us if we're truly to to be able to serve one another and love one another. There's yeah. got to be a, a foundation of friendship and love, and, yeah. and those things are not talked about in you know, often in organizational hierarchies. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, the message we talk about being mates on mission, you know, yeah. very British terms, so sorry about that, but I think um, cool. I think it, it's, it's beginning to translate more and more in Cape Town, I, I hear it more and more, yeah. uh, that, yeah. we're, that we're together with our mates, you know, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. something about we've got, we've got one another's backs, and, and we're in this together. 
Um, and that's the ultimate thing. I mean, in John Wooden's quote, you know, saying, um, you know, it, it, it's not about who gets the credit. It's not about who gets pat, patted on the back. Yeah. Um, it's about what we can ac- truly accomplish uh, together uh, with everybody playing their part uh, and, and serving in, in, that, in that way. Go on. Brilliant. Um, listen, I want to dig a bit more into this, uh, but we're going to have a quick music break. You can go uh, get yourself another beverage if you want. Um, uh, and then we're going to come back and, and just dissect this a bit more. Is that cool? That's cool. I tell, I'm having a cup of chai. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm so sad that I'm not there with you. <laughs> Otherwise, you could have brought that <laughs> cup of chai to me. Dude, it's so cold in here. Uh, but yeah, but, well, we're going to dissect this a bit more. And Tim, I do know that you'll enjoy the next track of music because coming up, we've got Lux Kent with the song Pass Out. Yeah, that was uh, Colton Dixon with the song Miracles. And before that, we had the local sounds of Lux Kent with the song Pass Out. Now, I know that that is one of Tim's favorite songs. He's even got the T-shirt. Ne? Am I right? <laughs> You've got the hoodie. You've got the hoodie. Oh, man. But great. Tim, thank you so, so much for the first segment. I thought that was absolutely amazing and informative. I love that you you touched on um, why, you know, we're putting uh, people first, why that was, why Mm -hmm. that came about. And then also just spoke on the whole unity and diversity. I thought that was such a beautiful thing. Now, for an organization, you shared earlier that uh, you lead the message South Africa. Mm -hmm. And uh, this has been one of the fastest growing ministries. Um, in Cape Town um, or actually across South Africa if I could say that it's really influencing more than just Cape Town Um, but for an uh, an organization that expresses itself through programs and various projects what does it practically look like to put people before programs and projects? Yeah, I mean that's one of the things we we say and and it's um, I guess it's a trap of of leadership um, is that we are we evaluate ourselves and unvalue ourselves based upon success yeah. and what we define as success. Um, and so, um, you know, it can, it can be very easy to become so goal-oriented that we lose people along the way. Wow. And people, becomes a me- people become a means to an end. Wow. Um, and I'm sure I've been guilty of this, you yeah. know, in the past. And, and, uh, and, it, and it is a big challenge, you know, because, you know, we, we want to see people saved. We want to see churches grow. We want to see communities impacted. Um, And so it's easy to begin to focus on that and lose sight of the very people that God is calling us to invest in and to be on this journey with. So I think the whole idea of saying, uh, put people before programs and projects, and we also say profit, you know, because obviously in, in, in the world today, you know, that often the mark of uh, the, the benchmark of leadership is actually based upon financial returns yeah. um, as well. So we, again, we've got to have a corrective about that and say if, it, if, it's, if it's profit or projects at any cost, then actually we've, you know, at the cost of people around us, at the cost of their uh, health and well-being, yeah. um, then, we're, then, we're missing, then we're missing the mark. So the whole, you know, that, that, that approach is saying put people first again is, is a corrective approach. But I think it's embodied in saying it's important then that within an organization, uh, be that a church, be that a company, uh, be that a ministry like ours of the message, yeah, um, yeah. You're, you're seeking to develop a culture of valuing people. Wow. Um, and, uh, and that's, uh, you know, our, our operations department, you know, uh, 
in 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 the message trust have have really adapted this as their as their own mission statement. Yeah. It's like you know we they're 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 if they're in the finance department they're, they're counting the numbers. If they're in the you know communications department they're looking at getting the message out there, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But they're saying it should never be at the expense of the relationships within the within the team. Yeah. Uh, and so we've got to, we've got to put people first. You've got to develop um, the culture. Uh, which is countercultural, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, where where everything around us is 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 about targets and goals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But obviously, the beautiful thing about when you get the culture right is those things begin to take care of themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. If people feel valued, if if you've got uh, good relationships, healthy trust, yeah. uh, then then people do accomplish the the, the things, <laughs> uh, and and they take greater. Um, satisfaction they hear from the Lord more clearly you know and, and they take ownership of, of, of what of what is happening and that's, that, that might be a byproduct yeah. um, of actually saying let's let's develop the culture now one of the things obviously with developing that kind of culture is that not everybody wants that that's you know true. and so sometimes within an organization within a entity you find that 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 is so rubbing against the grain of the individualistic mentality yeah, yeah. Um, and and this fight for your rights mentality that so many that so many people that are kind of that's that's our modus operandi yeah. um, that, that sometimes you know it it, it it does cause it is challenging so I'm not saying it's easy yes. um, it, it's a challenging uh, thing to say we are going to continue and and and, and it's something that we need to remind ourselves of uh, again looking to Christ being strengthened by the Holy Spirit uh, to say. Uh, you know, we are going to commit to this culture that is that uh, that 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 values um, others, and and I think a, a, a word as well that is that that, that is not popular at all yeah. uh, in the world today is this is this word of submission. Oh man, um, you know, and 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 we're taught Paul taught about mutual submission, wow. and and that is the way of and that is the way of Christ. We see it in the Godhead, mutual submission yeah. uh, between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, in the Godhead, and so we should again be emulating to follow that, emulating that, and seeking and seeking to say, you know, we have a we have an atmosphere of of mutual submission, and, and there are some very practical things that that can accomplish uh, that can help accomplish that. You know, yes. uh, pastor of my church talks about you know the best idea in the room wins. You Love know, and, and and the old paradigm of leadership was you 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 go into a meeting. Well, not in the old paradigm. A paradigm of leadership is is you go into a meeting already knowing what you want the outcome to be, yeah. and your job is to persuade everybody else to get on to get uh, onto your agenda, well, um, yeah. and and maybe sometimes even make them think like it was their own ideas. But but what a controlling uh, way of, of of handling people, yeah. you know. Actually, when we go into a meeting, you've got to say, well, the Holy Spirit could speak through anyone in well, this in this meeting, good. and we'd better listen. Uh, yeah. And so that's one practical, you know, celebrating the success of others is another practical way that yeah. we demonstrate that we, we put people first celebrating. But when there's when there's failure, don't point the finger, um, you know, recognize actually that, that again, we, we share in successes and we share in failings. And as leaders, we, we can't hide behind that. We need to take responsibility as well. So there are practical things that, that can work that out that creates this culture of uh, trust, this culture of valuing one another.
I oh, love that so much. Uh, I think that that um, there was this saying once, and, and I was listening to some talk show, Tim, uh, where they actually said, when the heart does not hear praise, it gives up the world to try and attain it. And um, yeah. uh, something that you just shared there that is utmost uh, that is of utmost importance is this the celebrating you know uh yeah. when when others succeed and 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 also um providing this culture you know where people feel affirmed you know i think that affirmation mm. is great you there was a quote in the book that you spoke on by by uncle angus you know uh it spoke on 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 some form of affirmation can you remember that i just have it up in front uh-huh. of me <laughs> you put you put you put me on the on the spot. Rather you than me, Tim. Uh, I, 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 I was going to quote something else, though. Okay, you go for that, it. That one, exactly. But we talk about, actually, in the message, we also talk about the power of a good report. Oh, I love that. And what that is, is it's the brilliant thing where, you know, where, you know, say, Sean, you, you go into work tomorrow. Yes. And someone comes up to you and says, uh, you know what? Uh, Sean Mark was telling me what a great job you did wow. um, last week um, and, and, and or in, in that certain element. And, and the, the thing about that is, you know, we're so programmed to think that talk, people are talking negatively behind our backs. Yeah, yeah. But actually, when we hear that people are talking positively behind our backs wow. and saying good things about us, that really gives us a boost that's and, takes away, and takes away the paranoia. Yeah, and again, it's something you need to overcome because, again, people who are prone to being super critical or talking behind one of those backs. They expect that everybody is doing that about them as well. That's it. Um, and often that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, and, and I think we've all experienced that. Um, but, but, you know, to break that, uh, we actually create this environment of positive affirmation yes. uh, about one another, not only to someone's face, but also behind their back, Love you know, that. Uh, that. and that breaks the destructive, toxic things around gossip and suspicion and co- and unhealthy competition and those things as well. So, yeah, I, I, we'll have to look up and come back to what, what uh, Uncle Angus said on the topic. Oh, no, definitely. I'll, I'll try to make that my, my, my duty in the next week or so. Uh, but, 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 yeah, Tim, I love that. Your book actually calls that word submission the unsexy word, you know. Yeah. And I, yeah. love, the, I love the way that you display that, you know, because um, it, it really is that. And, and the Bible does call yeah. us to that. It calls us to submit to one another it calls us to confess our sins to one another you know i just love that there's always an others you know when it came to christ his his heart was always for others and and unity and and i love that that was beautifully displayed uh through the book and then uh, before you go is there any word of advice that you could give you know to young to old to aspiring leaders what is it that you would say to them if you could have all of them standing in front of you right now? <laughs> that's, a, that's a big question. I think, I think specifically on this, on this issue of put people first, I think um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, again, a, a um, saying that leadership is lonely. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think that's a healthy saying at all. And if you buy into that, that, that the leader is, the lone bull, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, that needs to needs to stand there and and stake a claim and and isolate themselves from meaningful relationships. Um, I think that's false. I, I think it's uh, Jesus. He had to sometimes stand alone, but I don't think he was lonely. Well, he had to stand against the crowd, but he did it. it he also always worked toward push towards community. Love that. Um, with those uh, in love, even when he was rejected, 
Um, so I think that's the first thing is to say, don't, don't buy into that uh, false uh, and unbiblical concept that leadership is lonely. Yes, sometimes we have to t- make some strong decisions and we need to sometimes go against the flow yeah. uh, out, of our, of our, out of a Christ-centered conviction. Uh, but we should never do that as a neglect of community. Yeah. Uh, we need to be accountable. And I think that comes, you know, when, we, when we're putting people first, we're also accountable uh, to one another. Um, but the person with the title leader needs to also recognize that they're then accountable to the people, their team and the people around them. And, and so, uh, and so modeling accountability, um, is critical. Uh, I think as well, when I, was, when I was reflecting on this earlier, you know, that, that this is, it is, it is costly. Yeah. Um, rejection, you know, again, the way of Christ is costly. People will reject our values. Even if, even if they're Christ-centered values, yeah. um, clear, clearly if they rejected Christ, he said in the same way they're going to reject us. Wow. And, so, uh, and so there will be that, that, those challenges where, where people will, will say, you know, this doesn't fit our framework of what leadership or what a leader should be. Yeah. Uh, and, and, so, and so there's a cost involved in putting people first. Um, there's a cost involved because... Um, because people will sometimes reject your values or reject your or reject you personally. Yeah. Uh, but in that instance, we've got to have that be again rooted our identity in Christ first and foremost, and not in our position. Because if our identity is is in the position that we're seeking or that we're aspiring to, uh, then it's shallow yeah. and, and it will crumble. It will crumble around us. Whereas if we have that solid identity in Christ, even in that passage uh, in John 13 where Jesus was washing uh, the disciples feet yeah. you know it, it, the passage starts by Jesus saying you know uh, it, 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 knowing who he was in God you know That's having good. having come to that you know he then took a took a, a towel I'm paraphrasing and washed and yeah. washed the disciples feet there's a there's that clear confidence and assurance he had in God and if you read that in, in John 13 you'll see that yes. uh, it came out of that strength and, and so we lead out of out of, out of out of that strength so then when it when the when the challenges come when rejection comes when it's when when the pain when there are those painful moments we don't throw in the towel you know I don't know if that's going to be book number two yeah, yeah, don't yeah. throw in the towel um, but, but you know <laughs> but we continue to grab a towel and we continue uh, and we and we continue uh, to serve you know and I think I think those are some of the things, you know, commit to this countercultural account. The gospel itself is so countercultural. So yeah. clearly, as, as followers of Jesus, you know, where, where the, the, the first shall be last and the last, last shall be first. Um, let, let's, um, let's not fight for our rights. Let's not fight for those titles. Let's not fight for the things that the world is looking for. But let's, let's actually fight to serve. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. fight for the rights um, of others. Um, and let's give ourselves to something that isn't just has has temporary uh, imp- impacts, but has eternal impact. And ultimately, that is the message of the gospel, isn't it? Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. And uh, and it's brilliant um, because that scripture actually speaks about Jesus knowing that all authority was given to him. That's, you know, you've got it. Yeah. Brilliant. And he gets on his knees and washes feet. That is so counter-cultural. Yeah. And I thought that was a beautiful way to end it all. Uh, some messages coming through, you know, it says, so true, Dr. Tim. Uh, you, you're talking about the guys at the message. They do put people first. And many more organizations should do this and not just focus on programs. And that comes from Ashley Myler, actually one of 
uh, beneficiaries oh, of the great. organization. And mm. I thought that was that was so, so great because it, it speaks volumes, you know, um, mm. that that thing is actually being being emulated um, and mm. being displayed through the organization. So, Tim, I am going to let you go for now. But thank you so, so much for your time this evening. Um, it was weighty and it was beautiful. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the time we have together. Also, you're getting a lot of love from the message staff. They're saying that uh, yeah. you are killing it. You know, Nay is laughing at not dropping the towel. So that can be the next book that was birthed here <laughs> on the show. Can we just say that? That it was birthed on Voice It on a Tuesday evening. If that book comes out, I am, I'm going to get some royalties to that, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, I do. You, you, you'll get the, 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 the full... 100% of, of, of nothing because we give it all away. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> we give it all away. Thank you so much. Send my love back home and uh, looking forward to speak to you again next week, Doc. Great. Yeah, can't wait for next week. Thanks, Sean. Cheers, bro. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, awesome, guys. That was Dr. Tim Tucker, uh, the CEO of the Message Trust. And uh, like I said, he's speaking on all things leadership. I love how we started this. The book is not about leadership. It's about Jesus. It's about pointing it back to Jesus Christ. So we spoke about putting people first. So excited that next week uh, I speak under direction, but I think we're speaking on um, giving power away, which is another great topic within leadership. Remember, it's all about being culture, uh, culture or countercultural. That's the word. Uh, but please, if you have any words, any messages that you'd like to send through to them, any questions that he could possibly answer in the next week, or so you can send them through to 0617981075 CCFM 107.5